In the United States, there is one road that is known above all others. It stretches across 2,448 miles and travels through eight states between Illinois and California. Throughout its long history, it's been known by a number of names, including the Main Street of America, the Mother Road, or Will Rogers Highway. But most simply call it Historic Route 66. And nestled in the middle of this legendary road is the city of Springfield, Missouri, where I have lived for nearly all of my life. It's not the most well-known place in Missouri. It's not as big or exciting as, say, St. Louis or Kansas City. But don't think that we don't have our own tales of the strange or the fascinating. I could tell you about the castle built by the Knights of Pythias, said to be one of the most haunted places in Missouri. Or I could list off the restless spirits said to reside inside Springfield National Cemetery. And maybe one day I will. But today, I want to focus on a piece of Springfield history that turned 110 this year. The Landers Theater, known today as Springfield Little Theater. Opening in 1909 with The Golden Girl starring Lillian Russell, the Landers Theater has boasted a surprising variety of famous performers, from John Philip Sousa to Kathleen Turner to, most recently, high school musical star Lucas Grabiel. And I've brought along a special guest today to help me tell its tales. Someone with first-hand experience with all the strange going-ons. The technical director, Mr. Chuck Rogers. Let's break a leg. I'm voice actor Aiden Maine. Welcome to Haunting Historia. So first of all, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're trying to put on a little house on the prairie, so I want to just tell you how much I appreciate you sure. taking your time. So how long have you been with the Landers Theater? Uh, I started working at the Landers in 1983. Oh, wow. So I've been here, uh, except for a short stint in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I've been here that entire time. Wow, that's a long time. So in that amount of time, I'm sure you've had plenty of... Uh, opportunities to see some of the things that people have talked about. I mean, tragedy and theater kind of go hand in hand. So uh, there's been plenty of sightings such as uh, the fire in 1920, the uh, racially motivated stabbing during that same decade. And then uh, of course there was the infant that tragically fell from the balcony. So uh, have you had any encounters with any of those entities or others yourself? Well, uh, yeah, I'm curious to know about, I've never see, heard proof of any of those. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I pulled those stories. straight from the website. <laughs> yeah, they, the, uh, the stories, when I first started working here in 1983, there was a couple of stories that had been just floating around, but in my uh, period of time here, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's all about mythology and, and folklore and stuff. And, and having been here for so long, it's interesting to see how stories that people may have uh, talked about years ago have changed and, and grown and turned into something different over 35 years. And uh, even stories that I used to tell back in the early 80s, I've seen uh, transcribed into something that's not at all like what I what I did. Um, so what have your experiences about. been like? Um, my experiences are primarily with 
uh, an old building. You hear a lot of different sounds. Our, our building is 110 years old, mm -hmm. so you hear a lot of pipes creaking, wood creaking, floors creaking, and it does sound like infants crying. It does sound like um, cats or animals or, or or people walking up and down stairs. Right. You hear a lot of things. Um, I think when you get uh, late nights and kids involved and, and unexplained things happening, you just start to have stories that, that begin to develop and, and then they grow and change over the years. It's a real interesting phenomenon to watch. When I first started working here in 1983, the three ghost stories that were told to me were about uh, a Shakespearean ghost that walks back and forth across the windows of our fourth floor, which used to be the Springfield Court of Appeals storage area. Oh, okay. Uh, there's also a, a supposedly a green light that floats around up in the second balcony that we have where there's a, a noticeable temperature change inside of the light. Um, According and, to my research, yes. that was that particular green light is uh, associated with the uh, racially segregated balcony in the 1920s where a man was stabbed. Do you, have you heard that story? Uh, the reason the stabbing story got started was because many, many years ago, uh, the original carpet is up there. Mm. And I used to scare the kids by telling them there was bloodstains on the carpet from... <laughs> Somebody get, but so you're the culprit. I'm the culprit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I'm. That's what I was saying earlier. It's it's interesting things that I know that I used to say a long time ago mm -hmm. to watch how those things have have changed and transformed over the years is very interesting. Uh, in my work as a historian here at Springfield Little Theater, um, there's never been any documentation of anyone dying, anybody being killed in a fire, hmm. nobody hanged, nobody anything. Uh, there are, uh, you know, surely there are things that happened. There are, uh, there was maybe racially motivated things that happened, but as to whether or not there's a green light associated with right. a ghost, um, you know. I don't know. It's it's all a our, our world grows up around mythology and grows up around folklore. So oh, absolutely. It's what you choose to believe. So, uh, but then on the flip side of that, let me tell my most recent ghost story, which is an unexplained event. So uh, this happened in the late 1990s when I was here in the building doing some laundry late at night down in our basement and uh, came upstairs and it's probably about 11 o'clock at night and saw a gentleman uh, standing in our lobby and standing there just very clear. Um, he was probably about my height, very ethnic in appearance with dark hair and uh, dark skin and uh, beard and work clothes and so forth and so on. And uh, I asked him what he was doing here, and I got no response. And I asked him to leave, and I got no response. And uh, then I walked towards him, and we're talking like about a space of 30 feet. And uh, as I walked towards him, he turned around and walked away from me. So I 
walked further after him until he turned away from me and walked down the aisle of the theater. And as I turned the corner and walked down the aisle with to to escort him out of the building, there was nobody there. Oh wow! So on the flip side of that, that is something that happened to me that I can't explain. I don't even choose to explain it. I don't particularly um, believe in ghosts. I believe in um, angels, and I believe in God, and I believe in in all of the the, the Christianity beliefs. Um, so, so trying to come up with a reason why that might have happened is something that I don't even try to explain. But that's really my my one association, like. Uh, well, it, that has been a fascinating look into the history of the Landers. Thank you very much for your time, Mr. Chuck Rogers, and it's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. This episode of Haunting Historia was written and produced by me, Aidan Maine, with special thanks to Chuck Rogers of the Springfield Little Theater. I love history. I love the fascinating stories, the interesting ways certain events can trickle down and affect events that take place years, even centuries later. And I love the dark and macabre parts of history as well. It's why I named this podcast Haunting Historia. Something that is haunting sticks with you. Something I hope these episodes will do for anyone listening. So join me for each exciting story, every twist and turn. As Robert Oxton Bolt once wrote, A belief is not merely an idea the mind possesses. It is an idea that possesses the mind.